just going to be a conversation. What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Fit Shit Podcast. So today I'm going to bring on uh, one of my clients, and I'm incredibly excited to share her story with you. Now, as a coach, it's really, I can only tell a story from my perspective. And I think that the audience needs to resonate with someone by hearing their own words, right? Whereas I can kind of write up something from my perspective, but it's not as deep or emotional as if I can get their own words to share with you. And so Sam's coming on here today, really to share her story from her own perspective and her own lens and get the words that, you know, you guys will resonate with and that we can talk through. So Here's my girl, Sam. Sam, welcome. Introduce yourself and talk a little bit about you. Hey guys. Um, so just to throw this out there, I'm a little nervous, so <laughs> hopefully that'll pass soon. Uh, my name is Samantha. Um, I'm Brazilian, uh, but I've lived in the U.S. for a very long time. Um, I have a, well, what, what I consider like a long um, dieting history and a long period of time of under eating and like over exercising. Uh, not always in um, training uh, or cardio because I actually used to kind of skip what we consider like cardio with regard to like treadmills or bikes or things like that. Uh, but a lot of like, I used to do Muay Thai. Um, so a lot of times I'd over train in Muay Thai like I was training, I don't know, nine, 10 hours a week and I wasn't planning on fighting or anything, so. So let's um, talk about what got you into kind of diet culture, like where you started from, um, and then what led you to me? Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess like my first try at a diet was in 2013, 2014. Um, I've always been kind of skinny, um, skinny fat my whole life. I never had a, like, I, I don't come from like an activity background that I, I've never done sports in school. I suck at all of them. <laughs> um, and I never really went to the gym. I never ran. I thought people that would like run for, I don't know, five kilometers were crazy. Um, and then, so I never really exercised. And then I started dating and you keep on going out and you eat. And I've always been, had like a sweet tooth. Um, so like in that relationship, I gained a lot of weight and then I was living at Brazil in Brazil at the time and I moved to the US um, and I was in college. So in the US, I gained a lot more weight because, oh, my Lord, everything is cheap and there's a shitload <laughs> of like fast food and, and you're in college and you're trying to save money and like just have chocolate and ice cream and all that everywhere. So I gained a lot more weight. Uh, but I had no idea how to do a diet. So like my idea of a diet was like skipping breakfast or eating a yogurt for breakfast. And then I'd go to like the cafeteria and have a salad and an omelet. And then like the rest of my meals throughout the day would be like an orange. Cause I can't eat it. Sometimes I'd skip lunch and just eat an orange. And then like toward the end of the day, I was like, I give up. I don't know how people lose weight. And then I'd be like eating everything in front of me. <laughs> so yeah. that was like my first attempt at a diet. And then obviously that didn't last more than two weeks because nobody can do that. If you're starving, you're, you're just cranky all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went back to Brazil and I actually developed um, acid reflux. So I decided to find like a dietitian to like help me with that and help me lose weight. So that was my first attempt at like a diet guided by somebody was with that dietitian in 2015. Um, and that went pretty well. I lost weight. I started going to the gym, but like 
I didn't really know what I was doing. So just doing whatever the guy at the gym told me to do and going by the movements, you know, like when you're at the gym and you're watching the person just like lifting the weight and la 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 looking around. Going through the motions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was me. Um, And I lost a lot of weight, but then I moved to the US again. And like, I didn't really know how to like get out of that dieting. I didn't know how to go into a maintenance phase. I didn't know how to do any of that. And then I left Brazil again. So I didn't have my, um, my dietitian with me. So I was like, okay, I'll just continue to follow what she told me. And I was following that. But then like, again, I was surrounded by ice cream and chocolate and brownies. And I started like overeating and I was at a stressful time in my life. Cause I just had finished college and I was looking for a job and I didn't have any money at all. I had no income coming in. And I was just like, throwing my resume into these black holes because I feel like that's what searching for a job is you just throw your resume into a black hole and someday somebody sends you an email throwing shit at the wall and hoping it will stick somewhere um so it was super stressful so like at that point after dieting a long time um and restricting myself for a long time and being in a stressful situation in my life I started developing like overeating episodes and like uh, eating my emotions. And that's kind of when that started. So obviously I started gaining a lot of weight to profess. And then like, since then, um, until I started working with you, I've been like an, on yo-yo diets and like, I've worked with other people and then they tell me, okay, let's start you at, so it looks like you're under eating. Let's start you at like 300 calories. And these are your macros. When I started with, uh, like going through macros, um but like in my mind no that's too much food I can't do that so like I would eat 900 calories but I wouldn't tell them that I'm eating 900 calories um and I tried it like there's been times in my life that I've done like go to the gym seven times a week or like go to Muay Thai and do Muay Thai uh two hours a day and then repeat that and repeat it and repeat it and uh, like you just need to do more and more and move more and like at that time um I was working in manufacturing so like I would walk a lot in the plant already. And then I'd go to two hours of Muay Thai. And in martial arts, or at least my experience with Muay Thai, like it was a lot of people doing a lot of low carb diets around me and they were fighters. So they had to like cut weight for a fight. And I'd watch them like eat a burger and take like the, the bread out or or talk. Like there was this um, girl that she, I remember she, she used to do um, fasted uh she would fast and she forgot to take her uh lunch to work so this was like seven o'clock at night and she was uh training and she hadn't eaten anything that day and I was like how are you even standing so like I kept on like being surrounded by those type of um uh that type of mindset of like low carb and then I do two hours of Muay Thai and then go home and have like a tilapia and um Brussels sprouts and that's it (laughs) yeah that's unfortunately something that I see that is incredibly common with diet culture in women is like in order to lose weight you must eat the absolute minimum and just run yourself into the ground because that's how it works and so you know you are very much resistant a little bit uh, to eating more and training less when I first met you. And so let's talk about that, like your introduction to me and how you felt about that experience initially. Yeah, so um, I started listening, well, I started following like Pro Physique and listening to all the podcasts. And then there was one podcast that you came in and then I started listening to your pod- podcast and watching your YouTube. Um, and then that's when I kind of started working with you. And then I dove like full into your podcast and started binge hearing that all the time. Um, So like, 
at that point when I started working with you, like I've never got into a point in my life where I was completely satisfied with how I looked. I was just kind of like, and <laughs> to be completely honest, it's so funny. I was talking to a friend about this yesterday, like maybe two a month or two before um, I started um, working with you. I had a consultation with a person, uh, what's it called? A plastic surgeon um, to do like uh, a boob job. And it's funny because like in the, the call, he the first thing he asked me was like, so what's, what do you, what are you unsatisfied with your body? And then I was like, I mean, he's asking me, so I'll just tell him everything. And I started talking about how like, oh, I have some fat here that I don't like or fat here. And like toward the end of the conversation, he was like talking me into a lip liposuction. And I was like, oh my Lord. And like, I was actually thinking about it. And like today, yesterday I was remembering that. And I was like, wow, that is so far from like where I, where I am right now. And I would never um, want to put myself into a, a surgery that I mean, that's has really high risks that I don't even need. So, yeah. And I think that a lot of women are, are susceptible to those types of decisions because it's, they come from a place of desperation because they don't understand how to get to where they want to be and maintain the result. They feel like they're always on or off in or out doing the aggressive thing and then being able to try to go back to their lifestyle. And then they're dissatisfied with their inability to sustain the result that they acquired. So then they're like, okay, well, I really want to look like this, but in order for me to look like this, I've been taught, I have to do all of these different things, X, Y, and Z. And so when I try to go back to this, which is important to me, and it is my life, they do not connect. And so how can I get to the fastest result possible? Right. And that's where diet culture blossoms because it's like, well, if you take all these supplements and then you have this surgery and then you go ahead and do this and add this in and then put this fat burner on your belly and wrap this thing around you. Like, then you'll look like the person that on Instagram that promoted the shit. And I'm like, that's not real, right? That's not the reality of it. And so now looking at you, like just you're thriving with where you are, but the journey wasn't always easy. Right. You started with me a little bit and then you kind of fell off a little bit and then we came back to it. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So like when I started with you at that point, I was uh, I started listening to like following a lot of like athletes and things like that and listening to like a lot of their podcasts. And I was like, this is really cool, like because I'm a competitive person by nature, but I've never like played sports. So I never had like somewhere to like channel that energy. So um, I was like, yeah, I mean, this sounds really cool because it's something I already do. I kind of already diet and I work out. Um, I did, at the time I didn't really know how to work out, but I thought I did. <laughs> um, so that's when I started, um, like thinking about competing. And then that's when I hired you. And that's when my mentality kind of changed, um, first, because I was like, okay, now if I want to do this, I'm an athlete and I need to like perform and I need to do what she tells me to do. So if she tells me to eat whatever she tells me to eat. I need to eat that. And actually before starting with you, I was like actually considering going into, um, like doing a prep with a meal plan. And like, that's so far from like what I would want to follow because I like the flexibility, but I was like, okay, I can eat green beans. I can eat tilapia. <laughs> um, very happy you did not do that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so we started um, working together and like I lost a lot of weight super fast. And it's and I wasn't like that heavy to, to start with, but I lost a lot of weight. I lost like maybe 12 pounds, I think, in like two months. Yeah. Um, 
And, but at that point I was like already super hungry, super food focused. I would have really long days at work. Like I'd start like at 6 a.m. and I'd get home, it'd be like nine or something after I trained and then I had to have dinner and sleep and all that. So I had a very long period of time that I was awake and I needed to eat and I needed energy for that. Um, and I was getting very food focused. So we kind of decided, okay, let's pull back and let's go into like a maintenance phase. But uh, um, that happened kind of like end of January. And I was like, okay, we're in a maintenance phase. We're, we're like, we're going to get back to eating more and um, we're not going to be dieting anymore. And I've never done that in my life. Like I've never gone through a maintenance phase. It's either been like, I'm on a diet and I'm trying to lose weight and I'm under eating or like, I'm not on a diet and screw it all. And I'm going to have all the burgers and ice cream and everything. And I'm going to go out with my friends and like eat everything I can. Yep. And like, <laughs> so at that point I was kind of scared, but also I was very, very stressed at work. Like work had exploded and it was like, I, I'm very, um, very like, I expect a lot of myself and things were not going well. Uh, I'm an engineer and I was working on this very, very big project that I was leading. And to be very honest, I shouldn't have been leading that project, um, but management decided things. And so I just took the challenge and things went crazy. So at that point I was like working crazy hours and um, not wanting to go to the gym because I've been running around all day. I was super tired and um, I started, overeating. So I started going to the supermarket after the gym and eating, buying everything in front of me. Like I'd buy everything and I'd go home and I'd sit down and I'd put something on TV and I'd eat and I'd eat and I'd eat and I'd get sick. And I would actually like, there's been times that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> like I'm so full, but I can't stop eating because, um, it was a mentality of like, tomorrow I'm going to go back onto the diet. So I, I have to eat everything today because tomorrow I can't eat it anymore. Even though like I could still put things in my, like I could put a cookie in my day and, and be flexible, but I would still have to restrict the quantity. And my brain was like, no, no, no. And then the next day it'd be the same thing. And at that point I was working so many hours. I didn't want to go to the gym. So I wasn't training either. So in like a month and a half, I gained like 15 pounds. And I remember I'd email you. I'd be like, hey coach. So uh, I haven't been able to, to check in this week. Yep. So I'll see you next week. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's where I know something is off when a client all of a sudden is like super short or something is off. And I'm like, okay, one week I get, we have a bad week, two weeks what's going on? Like, there's more, there's more to this. Like we need to, we need to check you. We need to check you out. Yeah. Um, so I just kept on like in, at that point, there was a point where I had gained so much weight that like I was avoiding mirrors. I, I wouldn't want to like, I would even like being in the shower and showering, like was uncomfortable for me because I had put on so much weight so fast. So I was feeling like awkward in my own body. Yep. And you get to a point where you're like, you're feeling awkward in your own body. You, you haven't seen yourself with that much weight in a while and you feel awkward at the gym because you haven't been to the gym at that way. And you're like, oh, did people notice that I gained so much weight so fast? Like, you know, you, you start like getting super um, aware of your surroundings and thinking, what are people thinking about me or um, how I think about myself? And you just fall into like a, a I feel bad about this. I feel bad about how I am. I don't want to go to the gym. And then you start eating more emotions because now you're developing more emotions with regard to how you, you, you physically feel. And like, I have reflux. So 
not only was like I eating a lot and that was um, bad for me in general because I mean, overeating is not good for your health, but it was also killing me with my reflux and I still kept on doing it. Um, so eventually I got to a point where like, I started taking some pictures and I was like, I need to do, I need to contact Kate. I need to reply to her emails and I need to get back on the wagon. So it was super funny because the first email you sent me was like, okay, it's okay. It happened. Uh, let's just like move forward and, and, and uh, make a plan. And you were like, I don't want to change anything. I don't want you to change anything this week. I want you to track what you're eating. So we know how much you're eating. And I was like, you want me like in my mind, you want me to write down all the cookies and all the chocolate <laughs> the that I've been eating. And like when you're when you're overeating, like I at least I avoid looking at the labels. I don't want to know how many calories these cookies are. I don't want to know how much this ice cream is. So like I always turn them around and I don't look at them. And I was like, you were telling me to look at them. I was like, oh, my God. And then the first day that I put that on the, the app, I, my, my mind was like blown. Cause I had eaten like, it was 5,000 calories and I had eaten 5,000 calories for like, cause I was, the week has seven days. It was like for like five days of those seven days for like a month and a half, basically. Yeah. And I think that it's and like twice a week or once a week. Cause I was like, okay, I need to get back to this. So like on Saturday and Sunday that I wasn't working and things were like a little more chill. Cause I, I, I still had to work, but a little less. I was like, okay, I'm going to the gym and this week we're getting back on track. And then we wouldn't get back on track. And then when, when I, at that week, when I was like registering everything, I was like, my mind was blown. And that's why I have a lot of clients do that, especially new clients, because one, I know a lot of coaches will just like send starting macros. But for me, if I don't have an accurate baseline of where somebody is, I don't want to put them in a severe deficit, nor do I want to put them in a severe caloric surplus. Right. And so gauging a, their ability to track and track honestly, and B where they're at actually metabolically and physiologically, because you also track your weight trends. So I know if you're instinctually under eating, um, you know, I can give them protocols to know this is their maintenance. Okay, cool. Now we pivot. And for the client themselves, it's incredibly eye opening to be like, I did not realize that I was putting in X amount of you know, calories or fats or whatever in this one really dense item. Like I had no idea. And so it's an exercise for you on the other side to be like, wow, I didn't realize I was eating that many calories because people will say I'm eating healthy, right? But they don't actually understand all of the calorie dense options that they're including in their diet. And that's why they're not seeing the results, right? So if you think you're one of those people that's like, oh, I eat healthy, well, what does that mean, right? And how do you define what is healthy and not healthy? Because it sounds more like binary thinking there, right? This is good, this is bad. And I think that it's important to break that ideal because everybody has a birthday, you're gonna want birthday cake. Or if you have children, you're gonna wanna be able to go out and celebrate their birthdays. And so the dichotomy of good and bad is food is not an ethical thing. Um, and I think it's really important to just give yourself permission. And that's why I am super passionate about flexible dieting. But the big thing with Sam that we had to work through was actually mindset stuff, um, in her perception of stress and how she responds to stress and how she interprets stress and making decisions that align with who she wanted to become along the journey, right? Not just the aesthetic goal that she wanted to chase, but the actual person that she wanted to be. And so coming back into it, I need to post an updated transformation, but coming back into it, um, talk a little bit about, you know, how you got out of that and, and how we got to where we are now. And then you can share obviously like where you are now, because it's incredible. 
it was so funny though uh when you sent me my first macros after I sent you like an update of how many calories I had consumed in that week so it's like five days of like 5,000 and then like two days of like super low calories because those day I, days I were I was on the diet um and then you sent me like an email okay we're gonna start with like I think it was like I don't know 350 or 400 carbs in like uh, 60 fat and like uh, 130 protein or something like that and I was like you want me to eat all those carbs to diet and you're like yes Sam I want you to eat all those carbs because so you dieted for a long time well, well two months you lost a lot of weight and your metabolism adapted to that I can't put you on a diet like a really strict diet right now yeah. I need you to like get back and you just you're just gonna have to learn how to be uncomfortable with where you're at right now and we're gonna slowly bring your metabolism up because it's after like a month and a half it's not up yet so we need to do this very very slow and I was like and for me like coming from a point where I was eating like I was supposed to eat three uh 1300 calories because somebody told me that like let's start my diet there and I was eating 900 calories for for me to even think about eating 350 calories on a diet was like whoa and then my, yeah, I wanted, and to, a, I wanted a, to like not follow the plan I was like, no, I'm going to follow the plan. I know Kate knows what she's talking about. So I'm just going to do whatever she tells me. And if she's telling me to do 350 calories, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so the really, there's also a really big and important aspect. And you mean 350 carbs, not calories, because you are yeah, definitely carbs, eating carbs, over carbs. yeah, 350 calories. Uh, but uh, the other side of that coin is that when you are stressed and, or you feel restricted, right? Your food focus elevates. If your food focus is elevated and you don't have permission to eat more than you might actually desire, right? That's where people get into this all or nothing mindset. You see that you're over 10 grams of carbs. And instead of thinking to yourself, oh, that's only 40 calories. I'm still relatively close. You go, oh my God, I'm over 10 carbs. I might as well just blow the shit out the water because I'm already over and the diet has to start again tomorrow. And that type of thinking is a thought process and a belief that I like to break. And so in order for me to do that effectively, understanding the psychology of my client, it was much more important for me to go, Sam, I just want you to be fucking consistent. I just want you to show up and I want you to master the foundation, which is incredibly important in any fat loss journey or transformation journey is you have to have the systems and habits in place in order to be successful long-term. And so getting her back to a baseline where this is a comfortable amount of food for her, right? She can work in the things that she's desiring right now, but more than that, we're mastering and re- reinserting the habit that is going to allow her to be successful while we work through the stress management, while we work through the stress perception and while we dig into what is actually the cause of all these different things going on. Yeah. Um, so I started following that. And like, at the same time, I also started um, like, cause I've done therapy for a while, but I started like re-engaging with my therapist and starting to do therapy again um, and talk through those emotions and like, and then the binges would start um, decreasing. And I would, because uh, at that point, like I was, I was being able to eat so much. I wasn't that food focused. So I was getting full and I was able to sneak in like, uh, I don't know, I'd have like some low fat uh, ice cream at night or something like that, something that I really liked. And um, that would allow me to do that. But then I started going back to the gym and like for a while, I didn't lose like anything. I didn't lose any weight. And I was like, hey, hey, I'm not losing any weight. And you're like, no, no, it's okay. Let's just keep on playing. And I was like, okay, let's keep on playing. And then you started like lowering it and lowering it. And like, I remember I emailed you once and I was like, I'm eating 250 carbs, which I've never done before. 
and I'm losing weight and the weight is dropping because like my metabolism was like getting back on track and like mm -hmm. I was eating less than before and I was being consistent and I was training and I was doing cardio and I was just following the plan for a while and my body was reacting to that and like that never happened like I had never followed a plan for so long and eaten so much for that long and had results <laughs> so for me that was mind-blowing. Yeah. And it's one of those things where people think that they're broken. And I really think it's important to understand. I've done a lot of posts on this, right? Why your diet doesn't actually work the second time, right? And metabolic adaptation is, is, an, is a real thing. Coming out of a diet is also incredibly important to understand that there's psychological adaptations that happen when you diet or restrict calories, right? Because your body, especially as a woman, is more excited about storing body fat and having children um, than it is about having the body composition that you wish to acquire. And so understanding both sides of the coin and having somebody that can guide you through that, right? Psychologically, it was important and it's hard. Like once you make your bed, you have to lay in it and that's fucking hard, right? If you go haywire post diet phase, like you have to live in that. And there are consequences to it, but like for every hardship, there's also incredible perspective and insight that you didn't have before. And so even when it feels like you've failed, like I know so many people that come out of a diet, especially competitors, right? And then they have that post-show weight gain and then they feel like they failed when really they've just learned a fuck ton that they had no idea existed before. And so the same principle applies to a lifestyle client. The issue happens when you try to revert back to incredible amounts of restriction to try to get the excess body fat off, which then results in a yo-yo diet in a very vicious cycle of overeating and then over-exercising for compensation or purging in other manners, right? And then trying to restrict, which then again leads to overeating. And it's a disgusting cycle that's incredibly sad to see and psychologically can be incredibly damaging um, because you are compromising your actual well-being, whether you realize it or not, to achieve an aesthetic goal, which society puts on you as you must do X, Y, and Z in order to look like Beyonce or whoever you might aspire to look like, right? When in reality, that's not actually the truth. And so, you know, that's one of the biggest things with Level Up in my current business now is like, I want to bring integrity back into the health and fitness space. Right. I want to show people how to do these things the right way. And a lot of that comes from the mental side of it, breaking beliefs that people have and allowing them to truly transform into the person that they want to be. But in order to do that, they have to acknowledge that the beliefs that they have, the systems that they have are not working for them and get to a place where it's very uncomfortable. And one thing that uh, new clients always say is like, I feel so much resistance because I've never done it like this before. But the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and again and expecting a different result, right? And that's where most people in diet culture live. And so this transformation and this journey is different. You are going to feel resistance. That is normal because it is incredibly new, right? So now, Sam, let's talk about where you are and what you're doing. So, well, um, so I lost a lot of weight and I guess like in October, I was at the body composition that I wanted. Obviously, I still always want more muscle, but my body fat was pretty low. But then um, I had to do a surgery and I had to like stop training and I had to like start to stop even walking for a while because I, I had just gone through a surgery. And I remember um, you're like, OK, let's just like maintain for a while. And that's cool. And I was like in my brain, I was like, but I'm not moving. I'm I, like, how am I going to still continue? To I remember and be alive, like and then not gain weight. And in my mind, I was going to gain weight. That was what was going to happen. But I was like, well, I, there's nothing I can do. Like, I can do. I can't like uh, not follow my recovery plan that my doctor gave me. So I started 
like I continued to, uh, we, we maintained our macros because I, my, my activity was decreased and we wanted to see if I was going to maintain my weight. And I actually was still losing weight. And I was like, wow, I'm not doing anything. I'm basically lying in bed all day watching TV and I'm losing weight. So that's kind of when like my mind started to shift with regard to like, I don't like, like first maintaining, maintaining is a lot easier than dieting. And when you've only died your whole life and then you've been in yo-yo diets and you've been overeating and, or you're, you're under eating or you're overeating, you don't know how much easier maintaining is. So you think that it's impossible because when you, you're not on a diet, you gain so much weight, but you're actually really, really overeating. You're probably even eating like 3000 plus calories a day, but you don't really track it. So you don't really know. So that's kind of when I started um, understanding that. And that's when I kind of, uh, right after that, I kind of moved back to Brazil and then, um, it was the holidays and I went on vacation for a very, very long time. Uh, like all of January, I didn't train and I was like, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to gain weight. And like, I gained a little bit of fat cause I wasn't training, but right after that I came back and I started training again. And then, um, I went to Colombia and I was, yeah, I basically been traveling all year. Um, but in Colombia, I took my scale with me and I was eating, um, tracking our macros and training um, every week and basically doing very, very, very little cardio, but like walking around and seeing the city and like being very flexible. Like we, we talked about this and we and I wanted to have uh, the ability to like try out different foods because that's the experience of traveling and like meeting new cultures um, and new places is to try out the food. So I was doing that. I was reading. I've been eating a lot <laughs> and I've been losing weight. Like my, after I just got back this week from Colombia and I stepped on the scale just for curiosity purpose. And like, I lost weight during the trip, which I didn't expect at all because I've never eaten this much in my life. Like never. Yeah. And a lot of, unless people, I was like, yeah. And a lot of people, especially working with me and I can't speak for other, other coaches, um, but you know, working with me, the goal is always to provide the educational insight. And so when I give a client a challenge, I give it, I give them permission because I know that they have the knowledge necessary to be successful on the other side, right? Otherwise I wouldn't do it because uh, my job is not to set anybody up to fail. So when I, when Sam mentioned this travel to me and she was nervous, she's like, I don't want to end coaching, but like, you know, I, I have these goals and I'm scared to just go. And like, what are we going to do? And I was like, dude, give yourself permission because at this time we've been through it over and over again. If you take the principles in which you've learned working with me and apply that to your daily habits and just continue to execute to the best of your ability, making smart choices, you're going to come back and be just fine. And sure enough, like she was, because we put in the work, she's gained the knowledge and the school, the skills and the tools uh, that she needed to be successful on those endeavors. And I think most people, when you give them permission knowing that they have all the tools to be successful, it drops a lot of stress and it removes the idea of, well, oh my God, I'm halfway down a burger. I might as well finish all the fries too, because I don't know where I'm going to be at when I come back and I'm just going to overeat all the day because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. If you convince yourself and you tell yourself those stories that are there for, that are not true, right. That is where you start to engage in self-sabotaging behaviors because you're creating a narrative that doesn't actually exist. 
And so in order for us to prevent that, we just had that conversation of like, dude, you're going to be fine. Like keep moving. And like, there was a point where she's like, I can't really get to the gym and do cardio. I'm like, fine, just track your steps and keep those consistent, right? Be smart, but enjoy yourself. And, you know, just seeing that journey come together in the messages that you've sent me, like, I really want you to share that, like the deepest, most emotional parts of your story and where you're at now, because on the other side, like you started off this scared female and diet cultures incredibly lost with the yo-yo systems and having these beliefs where you can't get to where you want to be or you have to restrict and then overeat and then you have thoughts of overeating and then you stress out and then you do all or nothing but we found the middle ground now and i would really really love for you to share you know all of the all of the emotional parts that you've shared with me yeah um so i mean right now it's basically for me like just going to colombia and being able to travel because so I've had different phases in my life. And when we actually started working, um, I was living in another city than I uh, originally was in the US. So I didn't really know a lot of people. I didn't have a lot of friends. And I basically kind of put myself in a hole. So it's kind of like, you're either a social person or you're completely opposite and you don't see anybody and you don't eat out and you don't go anywhere. And I stayed in that little hole for a little while um, and thinking that that was okay and being happy that like, oh, thank God, nobody's inviting me to go eat a burger because I can't eat a burger because I need to follow my macros and I can't track a burger because I'm not going to take a scale and put a burger on top of the scale <laughs> to see how much it weighs. So it was kind of like, now I can be perfect and now I can follow everything I'm planned, but you can't live your life like that. You can't perfect. live your life underneath a, a hole and hiding from everybody because people might uh, give you a donut to eat or give you something that you can't wait and can't, you can't track. Um, so that's why I've had phases where I've kind of like gone away from social life and then I've gone back to social life and then I'm like, okay, well, somebody gave me a donut this morning at work and I couldn't say no because they were gonna say no, but we brought this donut just for you. So I, I would eat the donut and I was like, fuck it, I already ate a donut. Now I'm going to have a burger for dinner and I'm going to have this and I'm going to go eat and I'm going to go do everything. And like what this kind of co-experience taught me is like maintaining is so much easier, especially because I want to build muscle. So I want to build some glutes. So we're going to focus on, okay, let's eat the donut. Let's put the donut on the app. Let's see where we're at. And like, I have so many calories, right? Like so many um, carbs right now, I can still eat the whole day. I don't have to starve myself. And then like, fall into a binge cycle because I'm starving or I'm so hungry or because I didn't eat, uh, I don't know, oatmeal for breakfast as an example. Um, so I just kind of like learned on how to be social and how to be okay with trying uh, a new food and not having the exact weight of that food and being able to put the exact macros on that food and not have perfection on the app and being okay, well, I think this is kind of like 100 grams. So let's see how much 100 grams of like an arepa is. And I put an arepa on the app and I'd be like, I still have so much calories. So I'm still going to have veggies for lunch and some rice and, and some protein because uh, I'm also vegetarian. So that was a very hard part of like the, the traveling through Brazil and South America was like getting my protein in. Um, but I kind of learned slowly that I can be social and I can have friends and I can go out and I can have a drink when I like if I want to have a drink and dance all night long and have that social aspect of living because that's so important like you don't want to and I started thinking about this like I don't want to be at my deathbed and think like I got to six percent body or ten percent body fat for x amount of time and like I didn't see my friends 
I didn't go to birthdays. I didn't uh, get to see new cultures or, or meet new people because those people were gonna ask me to eat a burger and I couldn't eat a burger because I was gonna gain weight, you know? Like I started learning that it's okay to live and it's important to live your life and to go do those things because it doesn't matter how much body fat you have or how you look when you're 80 years old <laughs> and you're dying. What matters is like the memories you made and the people you made and all those aspects of it. And you can still do all that and still get to your goals. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. And like, this is, this is like just everything. And I'm really happy that you said that because life is meant to be experienced. Life is meant to be able to say yes. And no, that doesn't mean you have to eat like an asshole and live like an asshole and be dissatisfied or insecure or unhappy or have negative energy and not be able to age well or take care of your kids or play with your grandkids. Right. All of it is important, but understanding that once you have the knowledge and you understand how to estimate a portion size, because you've been tracking your food for so long and you're not just living about the three numbers, but actually looking at your plate and going, okay, this is about how much I need to eat. And by the way, like research suggests that if you eat at maintenance for a long enough period of time, your body will regulate that naturally. And so people that cannot turn off an app or cannot live in estimations and doing it to the best of their ability, like truly you're setting yourself up to fail because you aren't even in tune with your body's biological hunger signals. Like they're there for a reason. And so I think it's really important. Yes. In a fat loss phase, you're going to be hungry. That is a truth, right? You need to kind of wrap your mind around those things. But if you are maintaining and you're intentional about maintaining and you're paying attention, like you can do the things that you want to do in your life and not sacrifice your sanity or your body composition or your goals, because it all intertwines together beautifully to create something which you're getting experiences and you're saying yes to things and you're able to go and travel and do different things. This year I've traveled more, eaten out more, done more. And like my body weight is the same. And I don't care. Like at the end of the day, the people that love you, like you think more about your body than other people do, right? They, the people that love you give a shit about you because you are you, not because you look way, have X amount of body fat. And again, this is not me being anti-diet. I absolutely think most people need to lose body fat and get healthy. Um, but at the same time, it should not have you sacrificing moments in your life that are important, right? I know people that that have weddings and don't eat their own cake because they're worried about a slice of cake. And to me, that's incredibly sad. Like, are you going to lay on your deathbed and go, I wish I had the cake? Like, I don't know. But like, for me, when I think about those types of people in those situations, it's heartbreaking because it's like, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to do those things. Yes, there's going to be resistance. Yes, there's a large learning curve. Yes, it's going to be hard. But at the end of the day, you have to choose your hard, right? You can continue to live in diet culture and suffer and sweat and do all the things thinking that you're never going to be able to do both. So therefore you stay in one side of the coin or the other, but never actually integrate it where it collectively fits together and you can live the life in which you desire, right? Or like you can go on the other side of the coin and say, fuck it, I'm not going to worry about my health and just live life and YOLO it because I don't want to gain the knowledge or education or invest in actually bettering my life. And then you age and you have comorbidities or you're diabetic or you can't squat down to pick up a kid or something, you know, you can't even bend over to pick something up off the floor, right? We are all always going to be the product of our choices. And like the most in important investment that you can make in your entire life is in yourself and your health, in my opinion, right? 
And that doesn't mean that I'm like the only coach for everybody. I don't work well with everybody, to be honest, right? Like my, my tribe is very unique and I love our culture and our community. And you as someone saying you're, you're antisocial, I think you've made some incredible relationships here uh, at Level Up because we are a family and there is a large barrier to entry here. And I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> so in yeah, closing. And this trip was very uh, eye-opening because like, I don't know. I've always thought that if you're on a trip or you're on vacation, you're going to gain weight. I mean, I feel like that's the, the, the natural thought of people. And I've always done that. And I've always felt like bloated and I'd go to the beach and I wouldn't feel comfortable in a bikini or anything like that. And like this whole time I've been traveling since end of December. And like there was very little times that I didn't feel comfortable, that I felt bloated or that I felt like like, you know, that I, I shouldn't be wearing a bikini or whatever. Um, and that's very uh, eye-opening. And like now, <laughs> the only thing I want in life is to be able to travel and like live, you know? So that mindset change for me and, and being able to understand that I can do that and I can still accomplish other goals that I want because I, I want to compete eventually. Right now we're focusing on building, but I do want to compete. So being able to do those two things and, and, and have those two goals and want to see the world and want to compete at the same time. And one not like, and uh, not be possible because of the other is like very freeing. It's crazy. Cause especially like uh, what I see a lot on the internet is like athletes think like, it's always like, I'm an athlete, I need to compete. So I'm gonna live my days for this. I'm gonna live my life for this. And you kind of like fall into that um, idea that you have to be the same way and you have to like live your life go to the gym make your meal prep follow all the plans and walk as much as you can on the treadmill and like that you can't do anything different because it's gonna ruin it and you're not gonna be a good athlete because of that you know you're not gonna be a good athlete because you're allowing yourself to live and I kind of learned that that's not true you, you can, you can be an athlete and you can focus on your goals at the same time from anywhere in the world. You can be anywhere. Like I would take, I would be in a hostel in um, a little island and I have my food scale with me if I wanted to measure out well, that and then I'd have dinner with friends somewhere and, and, and choose um, some good options. So you can do it from anywhere if you want to do that. You just need a plan accordingly. Yeah. And you have to decide what is most important to you. And I think, again, I, I love bodybuilding. I think it's a beautiful sport, but at the same time, like people get very lost in it and they lose perspective on life. And for me, that's sad because I've lived there. I've done that. I did. I operated that way for a long time, right? I missed out on my parents' wedding. I missed out on family events. I missed out on social events. I said no to a lot of things because I thought, oh, I am this bodybuilder. And like, at the end of the day, no one cares like respectfully so, like no one really cares, right? And so bodybuilding needs to be a journey that people do for them because it is aggressive and it does require a ton of sacrifice and I will never paint the picture that it does not. But at the same time, if you're actively working towards the goal of competing, right? There is a balance that you can find there and that is different for everybody and what makes them happy. But I will never push somebody to compromise their life and their happiness and their experiences here to achieve an aesthetic goal. And I think that that comes from taking the value off of a scale weight and putting it into the type of person that you are, because at the end of the day, the amount that you weigh or the body fat that you have doesn't matter, especially if you're a shitty fucking person. 
And I think that I'm here to develop humans and help them become things that they couldn't even believe that they could be. Uh, that's my favorite part of coaching probably is just seeing the potential that my clients have and helping them maximize that um, in, in the best way possible. So Sam, if you could leave like one message for people that have been where you are and don't know what it's like to be where you are now, what would that be? Well, first, um, find help. Uh, you can't kind of get out of it with just by yourself. If you're overeating and if you're feeling bad about how you physically feel and you're having a whole bunch of like health issues, look for somebody to help you because you don't know what you don't know. You know, you, you need to learn it and it's a learning process and you need somebody to show you the right way. So um, find help and don't put yourself down so much, except where you're at and just focus on doing better every day. And you don't have to be perfect. Just do better than yesterday today. And then tomorrow you'll do a little bit better and try doing that for a long time. Do it for months, do it for years. Don't, don't, don't go into yo-yo dieting. Please don't go into yo-yo dieting. Um, not being perfect is okay. And consistently not being perfect is also okay. So find some help and um, follow a plan and be as perfect as you can, do the best as you can for a couple of months and you'll, you'll, you'll start seeing results and that'll just fire you. Absolutely. And I think one of the most important things that I can say here is it's not about the outcome. Um, because your health and fitness will change. It's a moving target. And so you can understand that even when you get to somewhere you never thought you'd be, once you reach that milestone, you're going to have a different goal. The, the beautiful part of it is actually truly in the day-to-day -day processes that make you a better person, that make you healthier, that make you more energized, that make you more abundant, that make you feel limitless in your life because you're evolving as a person as you go through your journey. And I would encourage anybody that's focused on the outcome uh, to take a look uh, and really examine the day today and the milestones that you hit along the way, because that, in my opinion, is the most important part. And I would hate for you to miss it. So in closing, uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your story, Sam. I will plug all of Sam's information so that you can support her and follow her awesome travels and her journeys. And I hope this was helpful. There will be more client podcasts coming. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back soon. Thank you.